Boom. All right, man. Yo. I'm excited for this, bro. Yeah, guy, me too, bro. I'm really hyped. Yeah. Yeah, man. So How's everything, man. It's good, man. I uh today's been a crazy day. Um bro, okay. I think I'm pretty sure I put in like 16 hours of work today. Oh my um, god. Yeah, bro. I'm ex- I am uh, in this economy. Yes, bro. <laughs> I'm exhausted. So <laughs> what happens is when I'm exhausted, mm. my filter goes. So it, it, it uh, this should make for an interesting show. <laughs> hey, I'm ready, bro. <laughs> right, it's like the the debut, the debut show. Right, <laughs> right. We about to kick it off, nice. Yeah. So, uh, so Thomas, man, tell me, tell me what's what's Whoa. new with you, man. Tell me what. Uh, tell me what's been going well, on. As you probably know, and by the time you guys hear this, um. You'd probably be sick of it already, but too bad because I'm still hyped. <laughs> yeah. But but um, two days ago at the recording of this, um, I Crum and I, I don't care what the Academy says, I don't lick those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, we uh, we won the Hawaiian Grammys and the Hoku Hanohano Award yeah, yeah, for yeah. Best Hip Hop Album of the Year. So um, for those who don't know, the Hawaiian Grammys also known as the Nohoku Hanohana Awards. They're, um, it, it, it is basically the Hawaiian Grammys. The Hara organization, the Hawaiian Academy of Recording Arts, is a sub-whatever. It, it's The parent company is NARA, the National Academy of Recording Arts, which does put on the Grammys. So if you win, um, you're automatically put on a fast track directly to the Grammys. There's a whole process. Um, of course, in our case, because it's hip-hop, we'd be up against like Drake guys and stuff, so... That's a fever dream. But this is still a very, very prestigious award. Uh, it's the most prestigious award in the state of Hawaii. And um, yeah, it's a big deal, man. Um, it was a really stacked category this year. There's, you know, former winners in there, some people who are some pretty big names. So the fact that Crum and I were able to pull it off is like, uh, it's, it's a no small feat. So, you know, that's really been kind of the big thing lately. Uh, yeah. And of course, that leads to you know, stuff like this. And, and I've been doing a lot of interviews the last couple of days, kind of like following up on that. So that's kind of been uh, dominating most of my time the last 48 hours or so. Yeah, man. Dude, I'm, I'm super, super proud of you, man. Uh, I'm Thank excited you, to, to have, you know, whatever small part of this journey, bro, like has been like, I'm just honored to be a part of it, man. And so, um, but yeah, man, uh, I appreciate you inviting me into your world. Uh, I feel like Kuliana, um, it's like close to me, right? Um, right. And right. I think it that's because of just what, you know, you when you described your world and what mm. the reality of, of where you're at, I felt like I resonated mm. with it a lot. Um, right. And so, yeah, man, to, to be here a year later and <clears throat> to, you know, see that man it's really bro like everything we said we was gonna do we did i know you know and that's bro. crazy you know we sat down we wrote down our goals we wrote down what yeah. you know what, what we wanted to have happen and it all happened um bro, through unreal. hard work and 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 the grace of god and i think even yeah. some of it a little yeah. bit of luck uh so yeah, like, yeah, yeah 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 definitely so, yeah so yeah it was a lot of fun um bro absolutely man yeah thank you so much for this because again and you know what? I just want to say before we move on that um, you really like you really made this album happen in terms of 
I had been in kind of a creative rut for a while and you've been kind of after me to like, you know, like, let me, you know, let me produce for you. You know, let me just do some stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some things <laughs> I need to finish, but eventually, you know, we'll get around to yeah. it. Um, Cause I was just dreading the idea of taking on more, more work, you yeah. know, is what it kind of was feeling like. But you're like, bro, just let me send you one beat and just, just see, just see. And, right, and right, if you right. like it, we we'll go from there. And if not, then for, don't even worry about it. And I was like, okay, that's not a commitment. Fine. Just send me one thing. Mm-hmm. And it was right before I was about to leave for Mexico to go ask April's yeah. parents and my, my now fiance, her, her parents' permission to, uh, uh, to ask her to marry me. And bro, like the day before, or like maybe even the day of, I can't remember, but um, there was a day before I was in the, supposed to be packing and I heard it and I was like, whoa. And I wrote a whole song. It was the first song I wrote in like, you know, six, eight months. And, and I recorded it right there, finished it on the spot. And that song mm-hmm. ended up being My Way, which is on the album. And we blew through that whole album in like, what, like two or three months. So it was yeah. like super fast. Yeah, bro. It was dope. I think it was what was even cooler, bro, was like uh, when mm. they announced you winning, like when they said that you won, that was right. the song they played. And it was like- Right, I know. Full, yeah, it just felt full circle of like, yo, that was the I beginning. Know. Yeah, that was like the beginning of it all. So I thought that That's was really right. dope. Yeah, bro. That is. Um, God is good, man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, bro. So so I, I wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, first off, I don't know how we want to do an intro or whatever, but like- Mm. This I was thinking of some names, and I think I think it's just right to call this the "I'm Not Depressed" podcast. Yeah, call it the yeah, "I'm I Not Depressed" podcast. Um, reason it. being, um, so uh, so Thomas and I, um, I think what that was that was really like. No, it wasn't. Me and you had done some songs before. Um, me and you did some um, songs before Kuliana, where we really began yeah. our like our relationship yeah. of like working together. Yeah. But I think Kuliana was when we was like, okay, yo, there's something that works when you and me get together and do stuff. You know, yeah. there's something that's special. Like, dynamic duo for sure, like yeah. you said. Um, yeah. Yeah, we had we'd been part of I think a couple like uh group tracks, like posse cuts or whatever. Right, right, right. Um, like two ciphers, right? We had we had yours, yeah. we had the the, the mm-hmm. Ilyende remix, and then we had mm-hmm. um the open, open season, season with Namis yeah. and, and uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it I don't think it was until we got to this where it was like, oh, okay, right. there's something that, like, that just works here. You know what I mean? Right. Um and then when we did my way. Yeah, I mean, it yeah, was yeah. just electric. Yep. Yeah. My way. Um we get to like uh the climb and uh Kuliana. It's yeah, just stuff climb. like that. Yeah, yeah. The oh diary of 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 uh diary lockdown. Of lockdown. Yeah. So it's just certain things that like I felt like really, really worked. Um mm-hmm. so we get to where we're at now. Um right. we've done pro skaters. We've got a right, lot of this right. stuff going on, but we have a song that's dropping the twenty seventh called 27th, yeah. uh called I'm Not Depressed, right? Mm. And uh, you know, me and Thomas were kind of talking about the idea of like, man, <laughs> how do we unpack this? Because like it's right. not it, it I feel like the song is so <clears throat> important that yeah. you know we should really, really uh just talk about our own experiences just in life. Right. And right. Culturally, um, 
what things are like for us. Cause I know like for me, culturally Mm -hmm. depression is, is still like, or even getting help for depression. There's like a a stigma to it. Right. There's this negative connotation of like, yo, uh, if you're depressed, you're weak or, um, yes. If you even get to the point where you're able to admit that you're depressed, if you go through, you know, clinical means of dealing with it, you're, you know, you're a pussy or something like that. You know what I mean? So like there's this thing of, of at least culturally with us, uh, for, Mm -hmm. for in our community, um, that's what things look like. Um, right. So, uh, I probably shock people with saying that. Yeah. So, uh, (laughs) but yeah, so you could have used a lot of words. Right. It's true. It's true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. So I feel like that's that's been some of the things that that I've seen. Uh, and then right. uh, tell me about. Uh, we'll we'll go. We'll do a deep dive with like experiences and stuff. Sure. But just give me a brief like mm. overview of culturally how how that has a. Uh, yeah. What does it look like for you? Yeah. Sure. So um, I have kind of unique spe- like perspective or whatever because I grew up in Hawaii um, and I'm you know mixed race I, Filipino on one side. And then New York Italians on the other, and neither side is really good at dealing with that kind of stuff, you know. For my dad's side of the family, uh, you know, uh, the yeah, you know, the stereotype of the uh, depressed New York Italian. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Always getting help. Yo, doctor, I think I'm feeling a little sad. You know, like <laughs> not really a thing. You know, it's right. just is exactly. What are you gay? Like, what are you a fag? You know, like right, excuse right. the language, but that's kind of the, so no no concept of that right mm-hmm. on that side. And then. And then, and then on a more low-key level, but it's pretty much the same thing um, in, in Hawaii. That's starting to change a little bit, I think, with our generation because what we've seen is that over the last 10 years or so, the suicide rate in Hawaii has doubled. Um, so, it, yeah, it's getting, like, really bad. And so I think because of that, they're starting to slowly get a little bit of a pushback in terms of, like, okay, this this thing, this Asian, this Asian thing about you know, never sharing, never opening up and just suppressing it is it's killing us and right. it's killing our kids. Cause particularly, particularly the kids, that's, that's kind of always the big thing was that, um, like when I grew up at our high school, you know, it, it was always the, they called it the Waimea curse is like, cause every year one student is going to die from either suicide or, um, or else they're going to get themselves killed in like a drunk driving kind of accident. It's like one mm. of the two. Um, and a lot of the drinking culture here, is a way of release mm-hmm. because there's no avenue. Like again, it's super Asian uh, in, in, you know, like on, on, I was reading about this and like on the mainland and in a lot of Western culture, it's, it's a pride based culture, right. Where you, right. you put yourself forward, right. And, and, and you, you know, you try to do the best that you can. And in Hawaii and Filipino culture and, and, you know, a lot of Asian cultures, it's, um, it's shame based, so it's all about how your affect, how your actions affect like the rest of your family or whatever. So, yeah. so if you were to like be depressed, right? Then, then like say you and me are like brothers, right? So if you're going to a psychiatrist and getting and being like public about it, right? Yeah. Then you gonna make the whole family look bad. You'd be mm, like, right? You know, yeah. Crumb. You know, Josh is like, he's depressed, so they must have trips. They must have problems in in that whole family. So, so the whole Ayanuchis must be kind of weird, or else. He would, and so, if you were to be open about that, we would be pretty mad, and we would take you on the side and be like, "Yo, hey, if you're gonna do that because you're mentally weak, that's on you. But right, you better right. keep that to yourself, 
and not yeah. be telling people because you're going to embarrass us. And so um, that's especially prevalent, I think, as well in the Filipino community um, in terms of the sense of, I don't really know how to word it, but but kind of that thing of it's a shame. Like there's a lot of shame yeah. in the Filipino in the Filipino community. I was just talking to Enzo, uh, one of my producer friends about this, who's Filipino, and and he even said it goes back to like the Philippines, not just Filipino Americans, um, but like this deep internalized sense of shame. It has a lot to do with colonization, which is still super fresh over there because they only uh, America relinquished the Philippines after you know sometime after World War II, like it was right, pretty right. recent. Um, so, so there's a lot of, it's always that kind of thing of you really like, yeah, if you're Filipino, you always wish you were a different kind of Asian, you know, and, okay, and okay. if you were, it's a lot like that, you know, so Chinese or Japanese or whatever, you know, um, and, and if you're, uh, if you're full Filipino, of course, you always wish that you're lighter skin, like, like skin, skin bleaching and skin lightening products are really right. big, um, in, in that community, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so. So it's a lot of that kind of stuff and it all gets internalized um, and we can break that down in more detail, but I've, I've seen it really destroy a lot of people in my community, in my family, right. uh, my cousins and, and stuff like that. And I've dealt with some of that and, and um, friends and stuff, you know, so unfortunately it's really, and that's kind of what the album Kuliana that we just dropped was about was that whole, the silence is killing us kind of thing. That's, that's a big, that's a big part of that. And, and yeah, if you're depressed, just shut up. <laughs> I feel but you, that's not bro. a good way to deal with it. I feel you. That's yeah, yeah. So that that's that's interesting. I think I think there's there's some there's some similarities uh yeah. with that. Uh and and the the African American community as well. Um For sure. And uh I think I think one of the things that happens with uh, the African American community is mm-hmm. instead of going to therapy, a lot of times what we do is we run to the mm-hmm. church and oh, we try to see, yeah, we try to seek some type of spiritual mm-hmm. solution for, you know, what's happening. And so like, so if I'm feeling depressed or I'm having suicidal thoughts, and I'm having all that. A lot of times the assumption is, okay, well, uh, depending on the type of church you go to, to oh, sure. okay, yeah. uh, you got some demon possession or you got, you know, we need to pray. We need to pray it out or we need to, you yeah. know, we need to uh, we need to solve it that way. And so I, yeah. I, I it, it was it's it's been so heavy to where, like, uh, I ended up writing a song uh, called Placebos. Yeah, and which I love. Thank you, bro. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So I wrote this song called Placebos and I, I, I speak on my experience like, yo, I've, I've struggled with depression since I was 17. Doctor, give me pills to get these feelings off me. Screams of suicide and silence say this whisper softly. Ain't a strong friend, just got one line that's repeated often. Pastor told me you ain't innocent, start living godly. Basically, I was just saying like the pastor, the pastor is telling me that um, yeah. I just need to give it to, to God or, or I'm living in sin. And so if I just turn away from my <laughs> sin, then. Like everything is gonna be okay, and 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 right. a lot of times we just we we over spiritualize, and we yeah. sp- and not only that we spiritually bypass what it is right. that we're going through and saying okay well you know uh, we don't ever consider that hey uh, there's 
there's just there may just be a, a, a an imbalance, like a chemical imbalance. Yeah. Uh, or yes. that trauma really does affect your mind, your mood, your emotion, your, right. your how you how you right. deal with things. And so right. if we if we always spiritually bypass those things, like the root of the issue is never going to get get solved. Like I explain it like this, it's like, yo, like um like if I walk into your building and I have a cough, you're not going to mm. tell me, okay, well you have a demon inside you. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right. right. That's a good way to put that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like you gonna you gonna say cast out this demon of coughing, Lord. Right, right. You're like, no. You know what I mean? Go. You should go take some some cough medicine. But when it comes to like therapy, or when it comes to like, um, when it comes to like even taking like psychotropic medicine, uh, psychotropic medicine, or things like Mm. that, there's this there's this stigma in my community that's like, yo. Like you stay away from right. that, and and there's more. I think there's. I think it's deeper than that because when you look at like, um, there's certain things like America did that we that America tries to hide, right? Uh, yeah. The fact that experiments were done on black people, like people, yes. <laughs> they would test right. medications right. on on black people, um, specifically. Yeah. Um, that experiments were done on black people specifically, and, and it had ruined people's lives and and everything like that, right. and they try to sweep it under the rug. I think there's been, that that mentality has been passed down mm-hmm. from generation to generation to generation. And sure. so there's a, there's yeah. a, there's a, there's a, a mistrust with medication, rightfully so. Um, right. But uh, it's a, it's a thing of like, things are, uh, things are different now. Um, yeah. Not, not necessarily sure. like uh socially and things like that but no like, yeah there's things have been as far as like when medicine and, and everything they have been they have made a ton of advancements and, and stuff like that my yeah. brother yeah my brother's actually going to school to be a psychiatrist and he's a big advocate wow. of like yo uh the like like medication can help um and yeah. so but i think even you know for me uh it's it's taken a long time like i'm 32 now right uh, I right. think I have ju- I have changed my mentality on a lot of these things <laughs> probably two years ago. <laughs> so, it, so it wasn't until I was sure. in my thirties where I was like, you know what? Right. I probably should go get therapy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what? Like this 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 uh this is this I'm 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 kind of messed up. Like there's there's certain things um that I act like and behave things there's certain things that have happened to me that i didn't realize were affecting me in such a negative way you know what i mean right and so yeah um so like so getting to this song i love that mm-hmm. we call it i'm not depressed because it's cap right, right. it's right. all about yeah. it's all about us talking about our issues and our problems and all of that type of stuff and us saying that like, hey, I'm not depressed. I just I'm just sad. When it's really like, yeah. nah, fam, like you are depressed, but cult, because of how you've you where you're from and how you've come up, right? That's how you're supposed right. to address it. And because of me, exactly. I, the same way. That's how I'm supposed exactly. to address it. 
to where like, yo, I'm, yo, I'm not telling you I'm depressed. I'm not telling you I need <clears throat> therapy. I'm not telling you any of these things. Like, right. I'm just, I'm look, it's just a, this is just a temporary thing when like, nah, fam, there's, yeah. there's some, there's certain things that we got to like be able to process and deal with in a healthy way in order right. to move forward. Uh, you know, to be able to move forward and do better. And so, um, yeah. so yeah, that's, yeah, what, no, that's exactly right, bro. You really got it. Um, you really got it nailed on the head, you know, like that's the whole thing of like, and particularly <clears throat> I feel like even more so with guys, I'm um, like, you really don't want to be like, I know it's true for me and for us. I, 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 I would assume it's probably the same for you guys too, but like this thing of like, um, if I'm going to talk to you about my problems, yeah. Um, so, you know, I hit you up because I don't know, whatever it is. I'm, right, I'm right. bummed. I, I, I really am shame. I'm embarrassed to come off like I'm weak or vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, if I'm at this point where I feel like I really got to talk about it um, and, and I'm at that point where I need to bring it up, I, I'm going to try frame it in a way like, I mean, nah, I mean, it's not like a big deal, you know, I'm just... I'm pretty bummed that, you know, such and such thing happened and, and then, you know, like, oh, word, you know, you depressed, like you, you need help. No, nah, no, hell no. Nothing like that. <sighs> Come on. You know, like, don't make it weird. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah, I was yeah. just talking, I'm just talking, you know, like, and, and, and that's kind of the thing. So I'm, I'm not depressed, you know, but I get a little sad sometimes, you know, and then, and then in our song, just naming all the very heavy, depressing things right, right, right. that we're struggling with, Traumatic you know, things, you know what I mean? Like, right. like, yeah. Uh, like talk about like without without giving too much of the song. Talk about some of the things that you were uh, sure that you were kind of addressing. Sure. So like the thing, I mean, <laughs> it's it's true for all of us, and that was always the thing that I really have been trying to be sensitive about. Yeah, is that I don't want to, and that's why I almost never even wanted to do this song. Mm-hmm. because I never, I, I never like, I didn't want to um, come off like I was complaining mm-hmm. because I feel like everybody has it hard. Um, and, and that's kind of a thing I think that goes into depression and, and denial of a lot too, is you don't want to seem like you're a complainer or a whiner because you could always have it worse, mm-hmm. but, but it is okay to seek help or whatever and, and to express that. Um, and so in this instance, you know, it was kind of, for my verse, it was kind of more immediate related i didn't delve too much into the past trauma but just in this past year yeah um you know it was kind of a <laughs> excuse the language it's kind of an ass kicking you know uh mm-hmm. in terms of a lot of things that went down uh my family you know we uh we had to shut down our restaurants and part ways we're no longer you know that was kind of like my dad's dream yeah and he had a couple of pizzerias and and that's no longer we're no longer uh you know doing that anymore and you know, I had just got engaged to my fiance, like, like right before COVID hit, like yeah. weeks before. Um, and, and then like just seeing all our plans, all our grand plans in terms of like a wedding and, and, you know, honeymoon's not going to be able to happen. The wedding yeah. was going to be like 500 people. And then, you know, we cut it down, 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 down to it's just close friends, you know, I was gonna fly and out, trying man. to find, bro, I know exactly <laughs> that, yeah. that for real, dude. I'm yeah. super bummed. No, it's all good. Um, but we'll get you out for the, yeah. the, we'll have a party next year when things kind of settle course, down. Of but, course. um, you know, and then, you know, I lost both my jobs and, and, 
you know, April lost her job and, yeah. and a lot of that kind of stuff. And so you, you had, you know, we were working a lot and trying to um, save money for the wedding. And then suddenly you're, you're, you're kind of burning through savings, um, particularly in the time before unemployment started to kick in. You know, I had to go a long time before we got all that figured out. And, and then you're like, okay, unemployment's not going to last forever. You know, we got to find a place to live. Can we? Are we going to have to live in like a little room together as a newly married couple and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so that had kind of been where I was at. And I wasn't really writing music um, much at the time. And I had been really vibing to that uh, Mac Miller album, uh, Circles. Yeah. And so I had told you, yo, can you get me something like Good News? Because that song in particular really like hit me. And then, you know, with your own J. Crumb and Thomas Twist, uh, and then you sent it to me. And so that's what I kind of talked about in my half of the song. And I kicked it to you. Yeah. And then you really like elevated it, you know, with what you were talking about. Yeah. I appreciate you. I, so I took forever to get you my verse. Like, <laughs> like and, and the crazy thing was the reason why was because I was going through like really bad depression. <laughs> right. 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 I was like going through really. I didn't want to write. I didn't want to do any, like, I just was so like, it was so heavy, bro. Um, right. Like I had went, I think what I had did the beat before I got COVID. Right. Um, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, crumb is a COVID survivor. Yeah. Yeah. So that was pretty crazy as right. well. <laughs> yeah. So just casually throwing that out there. Right, right. So I had gotten COVID in July and like, I had almost died, right? I had like I had to go right. to the emergency room like twice. My oxygen dropped. Like it just was it wasn't it wasn't great, bro. Um like I really thought you know, right. uh, it just yeah. was bad. And so what ended up have, happening um was like, you know, uh I was that happened um I was out for the, almost the entire month. Um, at the end of the month, I was able to return to, to work. You know, uh, it was a blessing. I didn't lose my job, you know, um, all of that. Um, but, yeah. you know, it was tough because I was I was also we were supposed to move in August. We ended up we did end up moving, but we were supposed to move at the beginning of August. But during the month of July, you know, I'm a I'm a, I'm a um I'm like self-employed. I'm like a 1099 employee, right? So, right, like, so like, right. it's not a, so it's there. Ain't, there isn't, you know, um, like a time off or a PTO or, or anything like that for me. So it was like, man, like blew through like almost all of our savings, and everything. And then oh also knowing, yeah, also knowing that, dang, bro, like I gotta move. Um, the place I'm moving is like it's a little more expensive where we're supposed to be moving. Right. Um. And so right. it was just like, it was just a lot of that stuff going on. And so like, um, yeah, bro. So it was just like a lot of just feeling like, man, uh, this just, 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 you know, took a lot from me. I missed out on a whole lot of income. Like it just was, right? yeah, it was just a lot, you know, it was almost an entire month's worth of, of income, bro. It was just like, that's uh, crazy. And, and there, yeah. And there was people who were like helping out, but it wasn't, it wasn't like, it wasn't like it no, wasn't a struggle, you know what I mean? And so, right, um, right. But yeah, you know, we, we was trying to hustle it up and everything like that. So at the same time, mm-hmm. like, we got this song, you know, and it's like, uh, and so I'm like trying to figure all this thing, all of these things out. Um, 
And then we get into uh, what I drop. Uh, no, I didn't drop it yet. Did I drop my project? I think, yeah. Uh, Vagabonds drops. Dragabond, Vagabond drops. And then I think like a mm-hmm. week later, my best friend dies and his mom from COVID. Oh my God. Uh, and That's so crazy. And uh, he's in, he's, he appeared at the beginning of one of the music videos for Vagabond. Um, oh my God. And it was just like stuff that was just brought to remembrance of like, like our conversations that we had. You know what I mean? Right. And like him hearing the right. song for the first time and being like, yo, like he was like, he was like, man, he was like, the fact that you're able to share so much, like, I don't know if I could do that, but like, bro, like you have to keep sharing. You have to keep talking. I just right. like stuff like that just came back, just came back to me, man. Like you got, like, he's uh. like, please don't ever clam up. And I remember having that conversation during that video shoot. And, uh, and, uh, so we get to, you know, so then it's like, I, what was it? Was it Mele? Uh, Mele. Um, we have a group chat with. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so uh, uh, Mele, Sini's uh, sister, uh, she was like, yo, we need, you know, we need these songs. And she brought it up. And then Thomas was like, yeah, I'm just waiting on a verse <laughs> from everybody. <laughs> Anytime um, now. Yeah. And I, I, I don't think I had. I hadn't written for a while. I just wasn't, I just wasn't feeling it. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. But this, Understandably I, th- so. Yeah. But I think this, so, so like the first time I'm like writing anything of substance, that's like, not like a feature. Cause a lot of the features people right. were sending me, I just, they was later just like, all right, get on here and spaz out. I'm like, just bar <laughs> out. I'm like, all right, cool. I get on here and bar out and then move on. But this was like something that like meant yeah. something. So it was harder for me to like, I knew of where course. I had to go with it, but I just wasn't ready. Um, of course. But then, yeah, so so in my verse, I I talk about, yo, like, uh, COVID took out my best friend and his mom, and, like, there are days I wake up and I, I wish it was me. And, you know. Right, um, right. Because he was a comedian, and... Damn. Like, he was the funniest dude I ever knew, bro. And he just was, like, on the Man. cusp of, like, making it, bro. Like, he was, like, right mm. on the edge. And, like, to <sighs> have it right in the midst of his ascension, right, uh, right. was, like, man. And so, like, so I talk about that. Um, and, right. then I, and then I talk about, like, you know, uh, I go into, like, just trauma how things things in our country that have kind of caused like trauma. Yeah. And yeah. like, so it's kind of like me, I, I, I talk about like how this has affected me personally. And then I make a shift uh, near, I think near the end of being like, yo, like there are things that have traumatically affected black people in America that like, uh, that have a lot to do with There's why things are, stuff. yeah, why things are the way to, that they are, and so like, I wanted to also shed light on that and 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 bring it back to the listener as well, and just being like, hey, like, uh, 
we are depressed. You know what I mean? There's just a, there's a lot right. of us are depressed and a lot of us have a reason to be depressed. And like, I just want right. people to know, like, you know, that's like, we can, we can, we can do something about that. Like we don't have to, you know, and I think, I think that's a, that's because one of the things we do, man, like a lot of us, we self-medicate, bro. Right. A lot of the things that we do that we can't seem to, 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 to kick a lot of it is us self-medicating, you know, whether Ooh. it be be drinking, whether it be smoking, whether it be pornography, whether it be, you yeah. know, like whatever, bro. It's all it, like yeah. it's us like, man, I, I just want to escape for a little bit. You know what I mean? Like I'm depressed. Right. And so. Right. Well, that even goes to like social the, media, the, like the Netflix like, binging, social media. Yeah. Yeah. You know, all that kind of stuff. Like for real. The things that just look at what's in, you know what's increased and when you look at the the usage that's increased and then you also look at where you know uh that it's right online of where um the suicide rate is going up as well and you see there's I, right. I, I i think we would be foolish not to correlate uh those things with each other you know right because we're not dealing with our trauma in healthy ways and what happens is, like, it's just like when, you, when you're when you piling trash on trash on trash on trash, eventually mm-hmm. it's going to overtake you. And it's the same as this. It's like, man, yo, if we're not if we're not taking out this trash, if we're not dealing with this, if we're not dealing with our trauma, it's going right. to get to the point where it's overwhelming. You could try to escape it all you want, but eventually it's going to catch you. And when it catches you, you know. What are you gonna do bro, about it? Bro, you're preaching. Yeah, you're preaching, bro. And and, and that's so, exactly right. Right. And so yeah, so it's it's that's why I think like <laughs> songs like these are so important. That's why I think conversations like these are so important. I think like relationships like ours are so important. Yep. Because yep, like we have to. We we need these things, man. Like we. We we need to know that like getting help is okay. We need to know right. that hey, these things are going on within our minds. Like, bro, it took me it took me you know it took me thirty years to realize that like yo fam like you struggle with depression, you're suicidal, like you have right. self destructive tendencies, like you have all these things. It took me forever, bro, and it's because yeah. like I just was I just felt like you know. Like it was weak to admit that these things are happening. Yes, yes, that is exactly. I know exactly how you feel. That weakness aspect. Yeah, um, it's it's destructive. And you know, I've been thinking about what you said earlier about how um, there's a little bit of this, but not that much because Filipinos are heavily Catholic, and and it's not. Not like a shade against the Catholic Church, but you know they just do things different. Mm-hmm. It's not really a relationship kind yeah. of deal. It's kind of like a tradition. So, ter- like Filipinos don't turn to the church as much for this kind of stuff. They, this kind of you go drink and that sort of thing. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And um, but but that thing about for like, I've seen this in in evangelical churches. You know, like like the super charismatic ones, yeah. um, where. And and just like you said, the African American church is about like praying the demon of depression away or that sort of stuff. Right, right. Um, and and I actually thought that was very interesting because there is a spiritual component, but it's not the one they're thinking of. 
they're trying to just say, you know, get thee behind me, you know, and go away. But really the demonic, the satanic aspect is the isolation aspect, which is mm. that in any sort of war, right? You like divide and conquer, right? Yeah. So if I'm going to take somebody out, I'm going to cut you off. I'm going to cut you away from your, from your support system, you know, whether it's military tactics away from your supply line, or if it's like, you know, like if I'm trying to jump somebody, I can find you when you're alone, right? Now when you when you're with all your brothers or whatever, right. and I catch you alone and and make you feel alone. So because when you feel alone and isolated and weak, you can't stand, you can't fight back. That's and good, so man. that's the kind of aspect where it's like, you know, if, if okay, like you want to take it spiritual, let's take it spiritual. This there's warfare, and the devil's trying to cut you off, and you should really be seeking that help. You you not we wasn't meant to go through this alone, you know. That's the whole point is that that's like a lie from the enemy that, that you can handle this alone or that you should, you know, you, you got to get help. You got to press into your community, uh, to your church. If you want to go get, you know, more like if it's a little more serious, you know, the psychiatric kind of help and, and, and medication and that sort of thing. But, but you really, you're really not supposed to be doing this alone. And that's kind of a big part of right. this whole conversation and, and this song, you know, a little more implicitly. We never really say it out loud, but that's kind of the point of the song, right? right is that right. that you get look, look, me and Crumb, you know, we're talking about this. Right. We're getting it out, so you can too. Yo, kind of like deal, straight you know? up, like if we're gonna be honest, let's let's be let's be like super yeah. super honest. Like a lot of these things, I am in the midst of right now. Yeah, me too. You know what me I mean? Too. Like there's still, I like there's still things that like I handle in unhealthy ways <laughs> you know what i mean right. like they're still they're <laughs> yeah. still you know like uh especially since like the pandemic hit like i have like i right. I, I was going to like therapy pretty consistently before that uh but like things kind of fell off and so i haven't for mm -hmm. a while and i know like there's things like i need to like talk about but it's like there's still right there's still that thing in me that's like yo uh there's still like that mentality I have that's like, yo man, like you being weak, and I and, and I feel like I get right. it from a few different places. Um, sure. One, it's it's of course like my uh, like it's like if, what it's like being black. You know what I mean? Like just culturally, right? I'm getting in on that right. angle. The other angle is being a leader, not only being a mm -hmm. leader but being a spiritual leader. And so sure. there's a thing of being like. I don't know, man. It's like this thing of like, I feel like sometimes pastors were not given the grace and the opportunity. Yes. And that is true. Uh, to be this way. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, no, to, I'm to a go, pastor's son, bro. Yeah, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. To like I go through it. this. Like, it's this thing of like, you gotta, you gotta make sure you have it all together. You gotta make sure yep. that like, Yo, if you do have problems, like you need to keep that to yourself. <clears throat> like, yeah, it's this thing. So, like, a lot of your leaders and your spiritual leaders, they're suffering silently. Yes, it's some of that's ego, uh, but some of it is just this <laughs> yeah. overwhelming pressure that's put on you by the people that follow you. Uh, right, that of like, yo, like you can't be this way, you know, or else I won't follow you. You know, and so, um, yeah, and so I understand though that means that that there is a there is a problem in within myself uh, that I have to take 
responsibility for, right? Um, and, and and where that is, it's like, man, uh, like, I have to be able to say, so what? Yeah, so, um, you know, it's important to, to be healthy, you know, and so I have to be able to be okay with saying, so what? Mm. Yeah. You know, and and just be like, yo, like, this is what we need to be. And so I, I, I need to, whether it be, because not only for, like, myself, but for my wife, you know, for the people that follow me, for all of that, because, like, when you don't address your trauma it gets projected onto other people. Yeah. And so that's deep, bro. Yeah. That's deep. You know, and that's true, man. It's true because I'm still on this journey myself, just like you said, and I'm a little bit behind you, even in terms of like coming to terms with certain things and realizing stuff. Um, but a big one for me was when I started dating my now fiance, April, a lot of stuff that, you know, I didn't think I had, you know, a huge issue with from my past kind of came out in the ways that I treated her and took stuff out on her and same mm. with her to me and that sort of thing, vice versa. Um, and that was kind of a start of an eye opening experience in terms of like, oh, <laughs> I'm not as well adjusted as I thought, <laughs> you right, know, right. you know, like I thought like, no, nah, I mean, yeah. you know, I'm a guy, I got a temper like every guy, but like for the most part, it's all, you know, it's fine. It's normal. And then like, you know, there's clearly some wounds here and stuff like that. So it just took, it's been a process and God is faithful to kind of um, show us slowly by slowly, you know, so it doesn't overwhelm us completely at once. Um, but to show us day by day, um, sometimes the depth of uh, some of the hurts we have and as we give it to him and, and we kind of learn how to properly process and deal with this instead of just self-medicating, like you said, right. um, I think that's like the healthiest yeah. thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so what do you think, what are some ways that, um, you think you can healthily deal with some of your trauma? Well, <coughs> uh, first of all, by <laughs> admitting it, you know, like that's been the big one yeah. for me that you've been trying to tell me on some things. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm straight. You're tripping. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you mean, yo, yo, <laughs> It'd be like, hey, dog, you be tell you tell me something about like your childhood that's like wild. And I'm like, yo, fam, get help, dude. What the hell? Like, like yo, you didn't do that growing up? Like, I thought that was all of us. Like, like, no, Thomas. No, I didn't throw knives at my friend's feet. You didn't play the knife game? Like Yeah, I did it for, like, for fun. Like, no, I didn't. <laughs> You know. Uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> you know, like a lot right. of stuff like that. And uh, the jury's right. still out, but, you know, I was like, right. all right, maybe that was a kind of unusual way to grow up. <laughs> um, and, you know, so stuff like that, where it's kind of like, you got to admit, it's just like AA, right? You know, first step to solving the problem is it yeah. may even have a problem. And, you know, this isn't to go looking for every bad thing that ever happened in your life and having a victim mentality or anything like that. But, but you know, right. like if you had something 
that you went through. You know, you already know. You don't have to do a lot of soul searching to at least get to the tip of the iceberg. Now, there are probably some things that affected you in ways you didn't realize after you start kind of self-reflecting and stuff. But that tip of the iceberg, there's a, at least going to be one event where you're kind of like, ah, oh, that's probably a good place to start. Um, and then, you know, even I think getting comfortable being open about it. And that doesn't mean telling everybody your life story. Yeah. But, you know, if... if and that and it looks different for every person. Some people, you know, might really just need like, you know, good conversations with friends, you know, that they love and and can kind of affirm them. Some people may need yeah. to go to a psychiatrist or psychologist. You know, for some people, it it, it will be the church. Um, that's fine. That's kind of like that's part of the process of figuring out what works for you. Um, and it may be a combo, yeah. you know, of of whatever. But being able to admit it and, and starting to to talk about it healthily, like with whoever that might be, people you care about, significant others, that sort of thing, because um, it's all good and well if you kind of go deep down and address what already happened. But if you're still not coping in a healthy way, then it's almost for nothing because you're just going to pack it all back up and build it up all over again, you know, for the second act yeah. of your life or whatever it is. So um, I think just yep. getting it out into the open and being able to admit um, hey, you know what? I'm pretty sad today, bro. This happened. I'm pretty bummed. And if you're able to healthily express yourself regularly, it's not going to build up and really turn into something toxic uh, in the same way it is when we right. try to repress. You know, I think that's probably the best way to start. Yeah, I agree with that, bro. I agree with that. Um, I'm also, I just want to say, like, I'm also a huge advocate of therapy. Mm-hmm outside of like talking to your pastor. Right. And I know that sounds crazy coming from a pastor, <laughs> yeah. but like, um, but man, I listen, man, I've sat in those sessions where it's like, Oh, well, your pastor is going to be your therapist and stuff. And like a lot of those things I've been through, bro, mm. it's the same, bro. Like they just try to spiritually buy and this isn't everybody. Right. But where I, the ones I've taken place in, <clears throat> uh, taken part in, like, they try to spiritually bypass right. everything. Right. And it's like, yo, like, I really want to deal with, like, real issues, you know. Uh, there was stuff that, like, like, just recently, bro, like, um, I had found that, like, a lot of the problems and stuff I was having, I was just, like, blaming on my father. It was easy to blame on my father because my father wasn't present right. for a lot of my childhood. Right. right? Um, but so there would be traumatic things that happen and I would automatically just like, oh, because my dad wasn't there, you know. And then it would be like, uh, but I just like just recently, like I had to have like a really, really, really hard conversation with my mom. Right. Uh, and address some of the traumatic things that have happened yeah. there. Like it was, I was like, it was like a point where they were just like, my therapist was like, Hey, it's important for you to have that conversation right. with your mother as well. Right. I was like, well, she didn't do anything. And it was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, you know, cause my, like my mom's great. Sure. You know what I mean? Like she's awesome. But it was like this thing of like, nah, fam, um, there's some things that, that happen that need to be talked about. Right. Um, and I think and that's so, something like, worth considering, too, is that someone yeah. could have really hurt you and caused some exactly. trauma, and that doesn't make them a bad person. Yes. And we kind of yes. protect, right? Like, nah, that's my mom. Like, I can't even go there with you because 
right, you know right, but it's like right. it, it can be both Bruh. you know yeah yeah bro that that was one of the things like like that's what led me to like the big the when i was like able to forgive like to where like me and my dad are on speaking terms again wow um being him had a conversation mm-hmm. and uh one of the things like we don't realize especially when it comes to our parents is that yo you had a whole life before me right yeah you had a whole life before right me. and so like they had their own trauma to my pops yeah they had their own trauma, right? They had their own trauma. They, they had their own horrible, crazy things that have happened right. to them. So, like, when I'm talking to my dad and he's like, yo, this is what happened to me when I was young. I'm like, damn, bro. Right. If if I went through what you went through, like, like what I realized was this. I know this sounds crazy, but what I realized is this. And it's as hard as me to, for me to say is this. It's like, okay. Dad, you did the best you could do had you w- with what you had went through. Right. Were you a great father? Absolutely not. But with what you had went through, I know you did your best. Yep. yep. And that's a hard Dad, thing to like. Bro. To That's a hard thing to arrive to. Right. But then when you push yourself and, and not everybody can get there yeah. yet, but if you're able to put and this, but and I've only been able to get to this point through therapy, through prayer, through, you know, understanding, through dealing with myself. <clears throat> like if I'm able to put myself in your shoes, I didn't realize that yeah. like, damn bro, like, um, I don't think I could have went through what you went through. Right. And like when they talk, when they say like hurt people, hurt people, that's real, bro. It is. It is. It's more than that's just a deep real. Instagram caption. That's like some real yeah. talk. Like that's like, like I, I, and that's when it, like now when I, like when I have somebody um, like, if you don't mind me sharing, yeah. like you, like Please. we had to, we had to pause this podcast because <laughs> right? you had somebody who was hating on you publicly <laughs> because of yeah. you. Yeah. Trashing you because you won the, the whole cool. Yeah. And so, like, I look at that, and I'm like, dang. I wonder what's hurt this guy so much. I wonder what traumatic thing has happened so much to where he feels he has to do that. Right. Right. You know, and and that's kind of the thing. Like, you know, the first instinct can be to get really nuts about this kind of stuff, but I don't really know this guy, you know, or these people right. that are kind of jumping on the bandwagon right now. And it's easy to just say, ah, yeah, yeah, they're just jealous or whatever. And, you know, there, there could be some of that. I don't know. There could be it. You it know, is. for sure. But you got to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I think that we don't, in in our society these, these days, you know, we really are as polarized as we are and quick, you know, clickbait, right? We're quick to jump to conclusions. We don't really give yeah. people the benefit of the doubt in terms of, what what did they go through, just like you said, to arrive at this point that would make yeah. them feel like right. this was appropriate? You know, like, who knows? Maybe, you know, if they feel passionate about hip-hop enough to slam me like that, <clears throat> it does show that they're passionate about hip-hop. You know, and maybe they've right. seen what is it? stuff happen, like, with it, appropriation think, and, and, you know, whatever right. that might be. I may just be a small little figure in what's going on on a much deeper level deeper level absolutely i think sometimes if we ask why or how enough times mm-hmm. we we begin to 
uh, we began to really step side outside of our own offense. Yes. Yes. And and really and really start to have start starts to have compassion, right? So if like I have somebody who feels a certain way about it's the how they feel about me isn't really how they feel about me. Right. 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 Because they don't know me. Right. That's exactly so, right. So, okay, you're acting that way. Why? Well, because you're jealous. Why? Well, because I, you know, I feel slighted. Why? You right. know what I mean? And you start asking why. Well, I feel slighted because, like, you know, I feel like I put stuff out and no one notices. Why? Right. Well, you know, I, I did this and I did this and then, like, I didn't get the same attention. You know, like why? Yeah. You know, you start, you start getting, you start understanding, like, yo, like this, this goes deeper. Yes. And so, like, you and me will never be able to under, we'll, be, we'll probably never get to know what motivated this right, individual right. to say and act the way that he did. Yeah. But what we can't, what we do probably can can figure out and can understand and can kind of draw from our own um, just conclusions and and looking at looking within the context that we do have mm. is that man. There's some hurt there. For sure. There's some hurt there. There's some pain there. There's some, um, there's, there's something there that, uh, instead of us having anger for, we can have compassion right. for. Right. And that's the um, thing that I've been working on, I'm, you know, like, yeah. like learning right. to respond to those sorts of things in compassion instead of anger, which is generally like my first reaction. Um, but yeah, understanding, I'm, I know for a fact maybe not in this blatant way, but I've definitely hurt people in my life, you know, unintentionally perhaps, you know, because I was going yeah. through trips. Um, and so you got to have, if you're going to have grace on yourself, right. And be like, well, I was going through things. You kind of got to, that kind of got to go both ways. Like this, yeah. this is a little different because of course, like it's not like an accidental thing. Clearly it's <laughs> very intentional, but even so it's like, eh, you know what? I don't know what you went through to get you to the point where you feel like that's necessary. But if you do, that's on you and, and more power to you because, you know, I, I can't live your life, you know. Um, and if we never get to sit down and chop it up and talk story like that, I'll probably never be able to. So I don't need to uh, infer a bunch of things based off of my own, you know, emotional reaction to it. I can just... And if you can have compassion, then you can kind of just let go and, and walk away from it a lot easier than if you get pissed yeah. off and then you just <laughs> hold on to it. And that's how the bitterness starts, you know? Yep. I feel you. I feel you. How, how has music played a role in your mental health? Uh, well, it certainly helped a lot. <coughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, you know, I started rapping when I was 15, probably. Um, and then, you know, just like high school kind of stuff, uh, recording on my, on my computer mic and doing remixes on YouTube kind of thing. And, and then by the time, you know, I, when I was in college, probably by the time I, I graduated college or, or like one semester before I finished my first EP and um, it was during that time when I started doing original music for the first time, not just remixes, but like proper original music that I started to really open up and talk about a lot of the experiences that I had growing up and a lot of the feelings that I had um, 
that had been really just killing me by this point, you know, like just eating me up inside. And, you know, I, I just had no way to deal with it. I had like a really bad temper and depression, a lot of mood swings. And so this is the first release or outlet I had where I could be like, you know, like, let me just ah, get all of this off my chest. And it really freaked out a lot of my family and friends, you know, it was pretty intense as, as you know, seeing some mm-hmm. of that stuff. But, um, you know, it was necessary for me. And I found that after the first reaction of like, oh my God, this is so intense. The, the, the f- response to my music was much more positive and enthusiastic because I was talking about real things, you know, like I had this song that was on my first EP that I later, I liked it enough. I put it on my album, my first album, Makana, called Fade Away. And, you know, it's about anxiety. And <clears throat> I talk about how I've struggled with anxiety from when I was a kid, even till this day. And, you know, like the kind, like I'd be like Ugh, throwing up before school because I just was stressed, you know, just nervous. And I didn't even know why. And panic attacks and that sort of thing. And, and you know, I, I didn't think much of it because I really thought it was just me. I'd never talked to anybody about that. And, and I put it on the album, yeah. and I was like, it's a good song, but it ended up being my best received. It, it was like my first taste of, like, success on a national level. It, it, it made it to the finals of the uh, national John Lennon uh, songwriting competition in the hip-hop category. It was a pretty prestigious competition. And, and, and people all the time, like, grown, grown men and women, like adults, like when I was, like, 18 or whatever it was, um, you know, old people, young people would come up to me all the time and be like, can I get the lyrics to that? Can I... Can you send me that song, whatever, because that one hit me the most. Um, And that's when I started realizing how mental health is something that's not talked about enough and how it needs to be and how music can be kind of a medium. So previously I had been using it strictly for like a healing and coping mechanism, you know. Um, And then it was, you know, around that time I started realizing, oh, this can also be used to heal and help others as well. So that's kind of been my journey mm-hmm. is like I, I use it to get a lot of stuff out of my chest that I'm not really comfortable talking about in depth with people, although I'm getting better at that. Yeah. Um, but also with the hope that uh, and the prayer that I never just went through this for nothing. Right. You know, Jesus allowed this to happen. And, and if I can share my experiences, that can help other people, too. So then it's no longer just a cycle of trauma, but it becomes like a cycle of healing, you know. Mm hmm. I love that, bro. God is good, man. It's glad, it's, man. it's been a process, yeah. <laughs> but but worth it. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, okay. Oh, look, it looks like we're getting we're about to hit an hour Woo! on on this, um, which is dope. Yep, I'm glad we were able to get uh, an hour worth of, of time I know. here. But um, we're gonna. I'm excited for. Uh, this journey, bro. We got. Likewise. Uh, we this is kind of a limited run. Yep. Podcast, but we'll. I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, man. But uh, uh, I'm excited for this song to drop. This song drops October 27th. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time this comes out, we should have pre-sales, uh, pre-orders available. Yeah. Ready. Yep. Um. Yeah. So pre-saves or whatever you call mm-hmm. it. Um. And uh, yeah, man, we're gonna we're gonna unpack this topic even more so yes. um uh so yeah i'm excited to uh for for to, to for this just to go further um anything you want to say to the people uh you know what honestly i hope that this song ministers to you guys and and 
speaks to you and helps you in a way that it kind of did for me and Crumb. I think that this is important for us to be able to kind of get stuff off of our chest. And the heart behind this is to show you guys that there is a, a different way, a better way or whatever, like, um, and that you're not alone. You know, that's really what it is. You're not alone. Uh, we're all going through it, especially Absolutely. in COVID. And, uh, you know, if you got to reach out, you can hit us or, or people around you and, you know, take it to Jesus or maybe look into some professional help as well. Um, but, but just don't be afraid to have those conversations. You won't regret it. You really won't. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you guys. We thank you guys so much for listening, uh, for us talking. If you guys are still listening, mm. uh, I mean, you guys are the realest ones, right? Yep. So, uh, yeah, um, please pre-save the new single. Yes, please. Um, just thank you guys for rocking with us. Um, we have some exciting news yes. uh, dropping here soon as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, man, we appreciate you guys. We love you guys. Yep. Thank you, Thank you so much, guys. We out. Yeah. I'm not depressed.